0: Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Pragmatic Investor. My guest today is Ryan Wilday. He is the author behind Crypto Waves on Seeking Alpha and also part of the team at the Elliott Wave Trader. Now, today I had the chance to talk with Ryan again, and we followed up on a lot of the topics that we discussed a few months ago. We talked about Bitcoin versus Ethereum, the outlook for altcoins, especially in the face of all the regulation that has come out recently, also, we talked about the altcoins from a technical perspective, as Ryan sees that a lot of these charts are now kind of dead in the water. But we also talked about some of the outcoins that Ryan thinks are, have more potential moving forward. Uh, we also discussed the outlook for markets and kind of a divergence between crypto markets and stock markets. Also, we talked a little bit about the timing of the Bitcoin cycle in relation to the halving and to finish up, we also talked a little bit about gold, silver, alternative investments, and just in general, the idea of building a diversified portfolio to protect your wealth, especially in light of what Ryan and some of the people at The Old Trader believe could be a long bear market that is coming our way. So as always, I hope you really enjoy this conversation. Uh, please go ahead and check out Ryan on Seeking Alpha or at The Old Wave Trader. You have the links below. And if you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or YouTube. And if you'd like to see more content and more of my stuff, you can also follow me on Seeking Alpha, James Ford, the Pragmatic Investor. And you can also follow me on Substack, James Ford, the Pragmatic Investor. And with that said, here is the podcast. All right. Welcome back to the show, Ryan Wilde. Ryan, thank you so much for coming back. No problems. All right. Well, last time we talked was about a few months ago, back in May. And of course, a lot has changed since then, especially in terms of regulation, those kinds of things. Um, Now, I don't want to rehash the argument we had last time about fundamentals against technicals. Um, Okay. Let's just. Uh, I, but I, I will. I will make a two-part question because I, I would like to start with this, um, which is basically where do you stand on a lot of the outcoins right now? Because to me, that's perhaps some of the things that uh, has changed the most, in my opinion, since we last spoke. Um, both in terms, I think, of fundamentals and technicals, and I'm sure you have a lot to say about the technicals. Yeah. Uh, but what do you think about the outcoins? What are just what are your thoughts on fundamentals? And then, of course, most importantly, what are the charts telling you right now?
1: Um. I mean, I think, I, I mean, argue, I would argue, I would take the state of technicals to actually be an argument against just trading fundamentals, because I think mm-hmm. the charts are terrible, to be honest. Um, and, and, and I, and I, and, and I opposite, from, opposite from Bitcoin and Ether, which look great, they're mm-hmm. in the midst of uh, what we call a long setup and Elliott Wave thinking. And um, there's very few altcoins that I like in terms of charts. I think a better one is Ave. Maybe maybe setting up, but to be honest, it's not the best setup. Um, we're watching. I'm watching IMX, um, but they, by and large, don't look great to me. In fact, even Ripple, after the news, uh, I did take a trade after it settled down a bit from the first push, and then mm-hmm. largely I consider it failed. So, um, and I got out of the trade. I, and I I don't know. I got out like with a seven cent um, difference between entry and stop loss. Um, yeah, I don't like it's, I you know, and I don't, you know, I mean, I think the news and I can argue that the fundamentals is really put, put us into kind of a, another state, of another level of nebulousness in terms of regulation. You know, I mean, I think, uh, you know, we've got a good ruling that, you know, is positive that, um, I mean, th- these things may not be securities or most of them may not be ripples, not, um i think if ripples not a security hardly any of them will be securities cuz that was a very centralized uh well it's a company it, it was basically a, sa- a sale of a token to raise money for a project which mm-hmm. um you know um and so i think that's good um but i don't i don't think that's fixed a lot of the charts okay. i don't see that um and i and you know and i not to say that there won't be good trades but I'm having a hard time seeing them. Um, and I certainly haven't missed much. Um, I, but I, I, am, I am scaling into Ave. I don't think it's the best setup.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: uh, you know, like I have a general rule that 10, less than 10% of my portfolio is outside of Bitcoin and Ether. Uh, so, so I have very little skin in this game. But um, because and the reason is because just from a long-term basis, most charts, most altcoin charts do fail. From an Elliott okay. Wave perspective. Um, but um, so that's, so I just keep it, you know, I keep a lot of my money scaling in and out of Bitcoin and Ether. Um, but, you know, the other side, from an Elliott Wave perspective, classically, it takes Bitcoin entering into a strong, third, we call the third wave, a strong push of liquidity for all coins to come on fire. So I wouldn't necessarily expect it right now from a technical basis either. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so I suspect we won't see a lot of altcoin fire until Bitcoin's over fifty, maybe over forty. Um, uh, and I and I and I think some of them have already given up the ghost. Like there are, you know, if you look at three years, of, you know, we'll start, I've been doing heavy altcoin trading for five years. Uh, every with every cycle, you know, what's the what's the big coins that we traded inside 2017? We don't trade them anymore because they're right. they're 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 dead. I mean, their price action is dead. Uh then 2021 we had another set. Uniswap was one. Uh and I, again I use SWAP, Uniswap as a protocol all day, You not know, all, all day, but you know, many times a month. But as a coin, I would I don't want to touch it anymore. Um I can go on and on. So that my 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 problem with the altcoins is they're just not there yet. Anyway. Right.
0: Yeah, of course. That makes a lot of sense. Now I wanted to get into kind of a bit of a technical question and I know it's a little bit hard to visualize, I guess maybe without a chart, but okay. Uh, when you're looking at a chart and you're saying, okay, this coin is dead in the water here, what, what exactly from an Elliott wave perspective are the kind of parameters that tell you, okay, this is um know, I, can, I, worth can, it? I mean maybe there's let me see if there's a quick chart to pull up. Um, there was one I
1: looked at the other day, I, someone requested of me. Yeah, I, I don't have it offhand. But when you um when you have like when you have a strong cycle in all coins, you have you know, Elliot perspective, everything is based on Five waves right that's that's Ooh. our signal that that a trend may be beginning over and over and over many altcoins put in five waves during one cycle, but when they get into the bear mode, like you know with bitcoin going into bear mode um it will retrace more than seven six four of that five waves that signals death it, it it's like a it really has like a i mean i i, I not like I've counted but ninety nine percent probability if you retrace. More than 764 of that five waves in a cycle yeah. uh, you will you will um, you will take out the whole thing and going to new all-time lows um it may take a long time you may get a bull market that kind of saves it for a while but in general once you cross the 764 retrace it's very rare and, and 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 i do this all in log not linear if you do it in linear you'll see something different but um in, in log you will you will 99% of the time never take out the all-time high ever mm-hmm. again. And I mean ever again, at least based on a five-year history. Um going back, I'm going five year history back to my serious altcoin trading, which is 2017. So I would suggest anyone uh you know if you if you take a chart, put it into log, get some log fibs up on Trading View, take that, take the major cycle where it really pushed. And it was, you know, and then see if it's crossing the seven, six, four retrace. And mm-hmm. I would give you very serious caution of trading it again. And just from a normal, you know, that um, you can, as I'm not, there's nothing really magical about these numbers, but what happens is you just have so much overhead resistance piled on top of it. It's like, it's like smothering, you know, yourself with a stack of pillows. It's like, there isn't much breath. Um there's tons of sellers Uh, all of the buyers have been, you know, suffering liquidations, if they're on leverage, you just have all of, and we just call it technical damage. And Mm so, um, and so in general, uh, I try to, as a discipline, once one cycle is done, the next cycle, I'm looking for another set of altcoins because I assume most of the time, I'll look at some old ones. I mean, I'm still looking at Solana, um, because it hasn't retraced 764 yet, um, but uh, but you know those old altcoins, um, you can you can almost kiss them goodbye. And you need to look at a new set. And it's not based necessarily on hot projects. Not necessarily based on um, uh, what, what's the hottest meme on Twitter. You know I'm looking at things from more of a just a constructive price action standpoint.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, there's a few out there. I mean, to, uh, Ripple, like you use an example. If you look at its price history and log, and you have all the history, it actually never retraced 764. So it always has potential. Mm-hmm. But it's basically been in a five-year range, you know. Right. It's not taken out. It's 2018 high. It's in a five-year range, you know, and so it's tricky to trade. I mean, it's got, and it's a broad range, and so mm-hmm. to me, in that kind, any kind of, I see a range like that that seems seemingly perpetual. I trade it till it's die, it dies. Dies. So uh, you know, if Ripple was down in its two its 2018 lows, and I and I see us in potential of a bull market broadly then I would be buying at that low is because that's the bottom of the range. But if I if we started to approach to the 2018 high, I would be selling. Um, mm-hmm. So I just would train to trade the range. Um, so I want Ripple a lot lower before I was to buy it because right now it's just right in the middle of it. And it's not got price great price action, using that as an example. But so that one's a little different. That one's a little different. Litecoin has a little bit more potential, probably one of the few ones that might have a potential. I don't really like it. I don't really like the way it moves. Um, you know, I, just have, I also have my price action preferences. Um, but like, if you just look at all the meme coins, all of the hot, hot, hot DeFi projects of 2021, like I don't have anything good out of that whole set. Like I just can't, um, I, Doge tends to have a cyclical nature. So I watch, always watch for Doge to wake up again, um, you know, and you can buy gazillions of it and you know, and become a millionaire if you want to. You know, but you know, I don't trade it that heavily, heavy in it. So there are still opportunities. Some of those old coins, they're just rare. They're just so rare. anyway right. for-
0: the, the good thing about Doge is you, you also, you know, have it in the back of your mind that eventually it's going to become, you know, the the coin used on Twitter, or I should say X now. Yeah, uh, that's um, what they say. <laughs> I'm waiting. You know. Like, I mean, <laughs>
1: i think i think elon honestly just like playing with people on that one but yeah hey, yeah maybe yeah i mean it's not so it's i don't think i you know i wouldn't tell anybody they're crazy if they took like you know thousands of doge and just put it in a wallet and said okay i'll sell it if it goes up uh i, I do tell someone you're crazy if they think they're gonna make millions of dollars i mean i've i've heard endless stories of uh you know the, the top the all-time top was on elon was on saturday live to the hour mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, you know, and, and uh, the people that um, did sell near that point, that point of, you know, ultimate euphoria, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of sad. I mean, I hear too many stories about, oh, I had $800,000 in Doge. I had one million. Never seen that money in my life before. I, I had it. I had it. And then it's kind of wiped away, you know, mm-hmm. and so I think those are sad stories. And I, I do my-, my best to prevent that in my own life. <laughs> right.
0: Yes, de- definitely an important part of trading as much as getting into a trade also. Kind know, of knowing when to knowing when to get out of it, for sure. Yeah. Now, you've mentioned a few of the outcomes that I also want to talk about. Litecoin, I think, is one that caught a bit of a bid. I think especially around the time that BlackRock issued that uh, ETF application. We also had, I believe, there was this kind of, a, they call it like the Wall Street um, crypto exchange came out. And they listed Ethereum, Bitcoin, Litecoin, and I think a couple of others. One of them, interestingly, was Bitcoin Cash. And that's seen some interesting price action. Any thoughts on Bitcoin Cash?
1: Uh, I, I couldn't give you, like, uh, I, I just think the chart looks terrible from a long-term basis. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't mean that, it, again, all of these things that, sh- that show at a long-term basis may show a good setup shorthand, sh- like short-term. But I just tend to, I just, they're harder trades. Like, if you have a great, like, trading Bitcoin on an uptrend it's so darn easy because it has such a base behind it, you know? What, you know, if it ever starts to break major support, sure. So I just, I just, it's just, it's but it, trading Bitcoin cash long is, uh, I think, so, it really is something upstream. Like it, it can work for a while. And again, I'm not, you know, there may be some great Bitcoin cash traders out there. Like I'm not going to say that if, if it fits somebody's skill sets, I'm not going to say they're nuts. But, uh, you know, like I when oh, all, of, you know, every time. So Mike's so my, my, my life is every time there is something hot running on Twitter or excitement, Litecoin's happening. I, mean, I think part of it's been like when tapping is coming up or has happened. Mm-hmm. So I get yeah. lots of requests for it. So my life is lived in the in filling in these requests for my subscriber base. And uh, and and often during times when they're hot, it's over day, 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 every day. I'm filling the same request on the same coin. And, um, you know, and I do my best to say, OK, here's where the trade is. But I also do my best to say, OK, this is a trade I would never take. Because I I think trading successfully is not just which trades you take, but it's which trades you avoid, even if you might miss out on some return. You have to, like, I have 20 years, figure out my own skill sets and what I'm good at and what I'm good at trading. And I just, I find it so much easier to swim upstream. Like, where's the strong uptrend? And then where's a smaller uptrend within the larger uptrend? And, you know, get just you're basically just, it's like getting in a current, right? Versus... Mm -hmm uh versus something that's been i mean bitcoin cash has been largely downhill since since 2018 maybe maybe it it had a little pop in the bear market of 2018 i don't remember but you're just basically taking uh, you know take a little long trade in it you're swimming up against you're swimming upstream basically
2: Mm -hmm. that's that's
1: extraordinarily difficult in my point of view but you know some people don't mind trying to do it i see the same thing with bitcoin miners like bitcoin miners as stocks I would much rather put my money in, if, if I had my Bitcoin exposures in Bitcoin, not to say I don't have any minor stocks, but mm-hmm. they're all look really terrible from a long-term basis and all of their moves off the recent lows are great corrective. To me, it makes perfect sense from a fundamental standpoint. There's just no margin there. If you look okay. at their balance sheets, you look at their cash flow statements, they're basically financing their operations through the releasing of shares. So every shareholder has been diluted and diluted and mm-hmm. diluted. Them so it makes a lot, even marathon, which I think is one of the better ones, they basically diluted people over the last five years. Uh, I just don't understand, like from a fundamental standpoint and from a trend basis, why anyone would be overly excited about it. Again, I take trades on them, I take options trades on them, I trade neutral on them in options, I do all kinds of various things that fit my skill set. But, uh, you know, again, I just it's not a trade that I really understand from a Mm -hmm. Like a lasting perspective, like I don't think it's a a trade that you can buy and hold, for instance, in a way.
0: Right. No, it's definitely a very competitive market. I would say, I mean, I guess there is some sense if you believe, you know, that the Bitcoin price is going to appreciate significantly, and these miners are issuing shares in dollars, but you know, storing Bitcoin. I guess there's a case for that to be made that maybe it's fundamentally sound to an extent.
1: Yeah. It's just. It's just the um, yes, but. With um they have shown a very poor propensity, a very a high propensity, but bad propensity to finance at the top, mm-hmm, right? To tolerate their buying of equipment at the top,
0: yeah. and
1: I think I think the miner that I would be excited about is the one that has some kind of market timing intelligence. And I mean, I mean, for Pete's sake, I've done pretty well. Hire me, like, no, I don't. I'm not, I'm not offering, but it's like, for you know, it's it's ridiculous, like that. You know, when when a miner actually, it's a great sell signal when. The miners are borrowing to to buy more equipment. It has been mm-hmm. a very good sell signal. Um, I haven't tested it, I haven't quantified it, but they're terrible at that. And so I would say yes, you're right if they weren't undermining themselves at the worst opportune time
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: if they were if they were financing at the bottom and and uh and paying off their debt at the bottom sorry not, I'm sorry financing at the bottom and doing what you're saying and then paying off their their debts at to the top right. they would be in the opposite situation right mm-hmm. and you know and um uh yeah i mean and then i would say even on top of that they should be hedging too i mean gold mining companies people criticize their hedging but to be honest like they they do they have to deal with the commodity that trades in the largely range for many many years, right? So hedging Mm -hmm. is sort of necessary, but those guys are smart. I mean, they should hire some, some commodity traders from the from the gold trading world to help them with that. Anyway, so that's just yeah, it's just you know. Again, I think you're right. If if they could perform well, Mm -hmm. their management could time the market a little bit better and be smart. Sure, it would
0: absolutely work out. But they just absolutely. Well, it's it's human nature. I guess it's it's kind of hard to to get out of that kind of hype, and you know, it's it's what happens. Yeah. Um. I wanted to ask you also. So last time we also talked about, uh, that asset that you don't like very much, uh, for GBTC. Yeah. I will say, in Grace Girls defense, I believe what since we uh, talked, it has kind of outperformed Bitcoin more or less. I think yeah. the counts closed a little bit. Yeah. Just any any new thoughts on that since since? Uh, the- I mean,
1: again, again, keep in mind that I've I own it. And I've owned it since mm-hmm. about seventeen. Uh so a lot of times when I bash them thing, I try to make sure I disclose that I own it. Um yeah. it's like you know, I will trade things I don't like. Um it's uh I just think the 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 issue is yes, uh everyone that betted, and again that includes me because I held I held some and added some off the lows, but I just I just split my bets on that one because um it could very easily, you know, either the court the court case coming up hasn't been resolved yet, and when the ruling comes, it looks to be in their favor, right? But again, uh, these these judges have, have their own mind, um, and they may, you know, come out against them. Second, um, the other thing is, I think is again, I haven't heard this firsthand, but GBTC says even if the court case is in their favor and they have a clear path to a spot ETF, that they may not do it for a couple of years. Which mm-hmm. I know in two years will be in bear market. Right. right so i mean i mean well i don't know that right i shouldn't say no i should never say i know anything but but it looks to me like by 2 years unless we really range trade for a couple of years and then pop later it looks to me like we'll be in a bear market in a couple of years so that's a really bad timing so um so i think i think it just takes being really intelligent about it um, i have an algo i have an algo that i deploy in the service that um that that times gbtc buys and it's mm-hmm. and it's been active in the service since 2020. And it's um it's it's grabbed like 36 points per share. And during that time frame, GBTC's basically been flat. Uh actually even when it was negative, it had grown, it, it had picked up like 30 points per share over $30 per share over two and a half years or whatever. And uh so so you know, gvc is awesome on momentum. Um, you know, I, I I like the setup it's in right now, so I've been mm-hmm. I've been accumulating. Um mm-hmm. but again when I say I when I crap on it, when I when I make fun of it or or list the risk, it's just me being trying to um push sober, sobriety, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that if anyone's betting on um them becoming an ET, uh, ETF, it could be it's no asymmetric bet, you know. I mean it could go very well, and I would be very happy for everyone who made a lot of money on that. And again, I'm it's not like I'm gonna be out of that, it's just I'm not heavily exposed. But Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, you can go very poorly, and then that's why I hedge my bets, you know.
0: Mm -hmm. Right, of course, yeah. I I also own GBTC, and yeah, I I mean, I think it 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 has some potential there for sure. So I I like that idea for a trade of closing that discount window. Um, But let's dive into the uh, let's say the the meats here. Of course, Bitcoin and Ethereum, the biggest cryptos, the ones that you say the charts look the best. Um, Bitcoin, you know started off pretty bullishly kind of last couple of months maybe trading kind of a, a bit sideways you know hype has died down a little bit uh, where do you see Bitcoin right now from a charting perspective
1: um well it, the the just stalls off of I mean I would I would, get, I would um, push anyone if they' get interested in a deep dive just to grab my weekly public webinar which um, let's see it's a third, third it's always a third Saturday and I'll do a deep dive on the charts but um the, the I would say first of all the 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 move off the 15,500 low uh, was it November 22 mm-hmm. is pretty sloppy i mean it's at a base level it's sloppy but um and i'm i'm at least looking at my chart here i just it's not a chart that's presentable because it's kind of my sketchy mm-hmm. um the so the so the move off of the um uh june low It's Mm -hmm. a very nice move from an LA perspective, pretty clean five waves and and simply from since that high at like almost 31, actually almost 32 Mm -hmm. um, on, let's see, give give it a date, Uh, July 13th. Um, We've just, we've gone sideways, right? But that's very bullish to me after five wave structure and the, you know, I talk about the 764 all the time. This setup is very valid as long as it's over 26.130. Mm-hmm. Just call it 26, 100. I mean, I don't I don't worry about the exact numbers until we sustain below it. Like we start doing bearish consolidation below it, then I assume the support's gonna break or, or stay broken. But mm-hmm. um, but basically that that that, that region and, and it's even struggled from my perspective. That, that's actually going to that fib in ACHI, 764 is very normal for Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. And right now it can't even retrace 382. That's very bullish. Now it could it could suddenly get some pick up some liquidations, get excited. People start, um, you know, I I my general view of of podcasts are they're either tired of the chop or um, or just saying it's bearish, right? We had great news, we had great news out of the SEC, and yet we're bearish. Well, that that's a great sentiment background for me to say. You know, I see a great technical setup, and then I see on top of it sentiment pretty lame. Uh, mm-hmm. for anywhere from malaise to fatigue to, uh, this is, we're still in a bear market. I've heard, I mean, even recently, one of the podcasts, I won't name them, um, pretty important podcast basically said, uh, they had a title, we're helping you su- su- survive the bear market. I'm like, what bear market, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, uh, we, we tapped just over 10, a hundred percent gain off of the, off of the 2022 low. Like what asset has done that? You know, I don't know mm-hmm. any asset, like maybe some, uh, aggressive. Momentum stock, but so, um, so yeah, I mean, I it's a pretty bullish setup. I mean, again, set, bullish setups break, but I'm just accumulating, like, I'm just using this to add. So,
0: so let me see if I'm understanding this correctly, more or less in your view. And feel free to stop me if I'm wrong. We had that initial impulse into about 32,000. Yep. Started when we bottomed out, and then yep. we pulled back to about, um, Uh, 24,000, would that be for you the bottom of the wave two then?
1: Uh, I don't think it's hit wave two yet. I would like to see it uh, high 27s, Um, but it's extraordinarily sloppy Uh from an LA wave perspective. Sometimes charts just do that. And so, uh, and and again, corrective waves in Bitcoin often are. So I can sit there and micro, I can give you 20 counts, I'm probably exaggerating, but I can give you 20 ways to count the move off 32. To me, it's unimportant from a trading tactic perspective. I just I know where support is is 26 130. Any dip into that region closer, I'm I'm adding more,
0: and mm-hmm. and and
1: to me, it's, I'm just dividing my cash flow. Like you know, this is how much cash flow I want to risk on the setup, and I'm just you know, every dip has got a portion of that. Typically, I pair I pyramid a little bit. Now, when we get the impulse uh we get the impulse off of that that i can read as pretty clear and where i don't you know let's say it shows up at 27 800 like my ideal or let's say it shows up tomorrow morning well then i have i have material for uh a more aggressive setup and then i might have some leverage but i use the cme features now since since um since you know we're cut out of most leverage in america now um uh-huh. but that, one's, that one's legit. So I wait for that that true reaction. We had a strong reaction yesterday, but it lar- it doesn't mean it's going to a, it's going lower, but it largely failed as an impulse at least. It might mm-hmm. form a, a setup via diagonal, you know we call it diagonal, which is an overlapping five waves, but um which I will take if it fills in and it, it's clear, but um but as an impulse it failed already. So mm-hmm. um uh ether, I think failed today. And so, um, so I don't. So I think we should go a little bit lower. But again, uh, just like I I I, 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 I try to urge my subscribers when the market is this messy. I'm not going to try to call the bottom. Like tactically speaking, I'm just. I see the gestalt. We've got a nice move in July. That move is retracing right now. We haven't even. We can't even get into like the 382. I think we've tapped 382, but we've struggled even to get that far right if, yeah if I, can, I can give you a level on that let's um let me get let me uh do a little
2: couple of deletes uh
1: so yeah no yeah so yeah we've we've hit the 382 we haven't even got 50 percent. again it's very typical for us to, to it would be very typical for us to retrace all the way to 26 300 in this type of setup i uh-huh. don't think the market has the 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 uh m- momentum unless we get liquidation right Unless we get a strong liquidation, I don't think we're going to twenty six three. We'll see. If we do go to twenty six three, I will consider bargain hunting time.
0: And t- twenty six three. Just just to be clear, that's based on the seventy six point four percent retracement, is it?
1: Retracement of like that almost thirty two thousand dollar top to the July thirteenth thirteenth
2: low. Right. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got so So um,
1: yeah, and, and I'm doing it log. I mean, someone will get a different um, answer in linear. They're not too far off, but. Um, and then this, this setup basically aims at 54,000 mm-hmm. from an LA perspective, it doesn't mean it will hit that, but it should get into the high forties at least, mm-hmm. uh, barring, you know, we turn into like what's called a C wave. Like this is an A B, not a one, two, but if it's a mm-hmm. true one, two, which it looks like to me, um, it should get in the fifties, but we'll, we'll just trail a stop. I mean, we'll just trail a stop below that. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it doesn't get where we want it to go. Um. So it's a really nice setup. Like, you know, and again, I don't understand everyone. I can understand what I feel, which is I'm sick and tired of the chop. Right. Um, You know, I I, one thing I've done over the last year is I've turned on grid bots to eat through a lot of chop so that I'm making some income during Mm. choppy markets because I don't hand trade um, chop very well. Personally, I do some, but I don't do it very well. Um, So I just turn on the grid bots and let it go and then just give them plenty of cash so that I don't have to have to worry about I don't have to stress about them. And then um and then uh, I don't have one on Bitcoin because I just watch Bitcoin every day. So I've been adding here and there. I've got things set on like you know some are automatic buys some are me putting in an order when we get a nice dip. Any kind of any any type of like little liquidation I've been it looks like a little liquidation I start buying you know and mm-hmm. then we and then and then it pops right back up. And then sometimes <laughs> I sometimes I take a little bit of profit. But it's just yeah it's miserable, but I don't over the gestalt is a pretty setup one of the prettiest I've seen since uh I don't know like um well the 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 one it's pretty nice actually the one in the uh in the march the march setup that one and that one actually just liquidated and then reversed fast
0: right so, yes, it's yeah, true yeah yeah, yeah yeah, kind of it seems to be working both ways now where bitcoin's kind of refusing to go up, but it's also kind of like you say refusing to go down really not. Yeah. Not even reaching some of the more uh, deeper retracement levels. Now I'm curious because I know that Elliott Wave doesn't really um, you know, kind of deal with timelines, but you did kind of give us a timeline before. You said more or less in two years you'd expect a bear market. Yeah. Now what about I think the halving is what about March May of next year? Yeah. Uh, how do you see? Th- do you have any idea? How do you see things playing out in terms of the halving? Would you kind of expect a similar kind of cycle to what we've seen already?
1: yeah the um the i again my my criticism of betting on havings is we have like what three data points right like mm-hmm. that's how many havings you had in the past right so mm-hmm. uh question but it does appear to me that we are setting up bullishly you know i i think it's fair to suggest that the having could take us into six figures
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh then i'm again i'm just i'm just simply saying this is my target on the charts and I'm equating it to looks like a reasonable timeline you know with my finger in the wind. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't any better than that. It just, it's just, um, again, I trade price. I don't trade time frame. I don't, I don't have it. I can't anyone tell anyone, like I would have thought this correction we have had over the last two months would have lasted no more than three, two or three weeks. And, you know, you know, that's, that's what I thought when we went into it. Like I was getting ready. I was getting ready to, to get my buys in, but we couldn't, can't even go low enough to really make aggressive buying. So, um, you know, so like I'm, t- I'm, you know, I don't have a magic wand in terms of timing, but it does look to me like we can go, we will probably go up to, up and sideways into having. Um, There's another scenario where we just run to 100K. And uh, again, if I want to stick Elliott Wave into having timing, we run into having, sorry, run from here straight to 100K. And then we come down, and then right when the time when the high having hits, we get what's called a high B wave. But that yeah. high B wave would be uh, like it would break; it could break over 100K B waves in Bitcoin often break over the previous yeah. high. They're mm-hmm. Very common. And so you could break into like 150K and actually be in a bear market. You, you right. like from an LA wave perspective, you would be in a bear market. But from a mm-hmm. from a trading perspective, you'd want to be long, right? And then and then and then then, then it would we get a breakdown. But the but the big reason I expect a bear market is because 100K to it could stretch to 200. I mean that's how big the Fibonacci's are up there. They're really far apart. Um, somewhere in there, we should be finishing the major third wave of Bitcoin that um, off of its genesis, basically. Like we should be, and then we should be into a larger four wave four. So um, uh, it's interesting to me that that there's a lot of like we're pretty bearish on the stock market. Um, uh, it could be in a major bear market now, or mm. we got we got one more push to go. Right, uh, uh, you know we could break out again, and then um, it just it just looks like a very tired market now. Um,
0: yeah, absolutely. That was going to be actually my next question because I know that obviously you, you focus mostly on crypto, but you are part of the Elliott Wave Trader, and yeah. of course you guys look at markets there as well. And uh, at least from my perspective. Of, Based on my own analysis, I'm kind of seeing, you know, I know you guys like to say every chart on its own, you know, and I'm kind of starting to see kind of a divergence, let's say, between Bitcoin and maybe something like the NASDAQ SPX, where Bitcoin kind of has a good setup to go up, whereas, you know, stocks actually have kind of a setup to go down, which is unusual, but we have seen it happen before. Yeah, I I
1: would not actually call it unusual. I would just say we like, again, correlation comes and goes and that's why sticking the correlation as a trading device unless you have a way to signal when it when it's valid when it's not you know like i mean look at think if you think about the last three years uh it used to be how did it go i think 2018 people used to talk correlation with the spx and Mm -hmm. then and i think then uh then it was nasdaq for a while and then somewhere in the dxy came in there or a reverse correlation to the dxy and the whole the whole the whole thing with this shift in each one just goes to show that correlation changes. You know, that's to me, that's the the only the only insight from that. Um, I, I think it's very interesting. Certainly, I think it's very interesting that um, I mean, they both have been kind of rallying, but really on different timeline. And then what I you know, I, I trade them both intraday. Uh, I, I trade um, SPX options daily and. Um, and then, uh sometimes futures, and then trade bitcoin not not necessarily trading daily but watching it daily um, i try- like I tend to trade Bitcoin in a larger time frame and it's interesting to me that intraday they've been often going the opposite direction, which was not really true over the last couple of years, so we don't have we have a different setup from a macro perspective in Bitcoin. we have a different behavior on an intraday again, all of that can shift next month like it's mm-hmm. just that's the problem with making a strategy out of that is
0: it right. doesn't.
1: It may not be here next month, but I think it's interesting. Um, uh, they there was a te- again there's a tendency when we have liquidity issues in the in the general markets that everything goes down doesn't even matter. Like I again I think I, I don't remember if I told you in previous uh, site, but you know whiskey and wine went down aggressively mm-hmm. the same day. in the Nasdaq crashed on March 12, thousand twenty. Which again I, I I wasn't into whiskey trading until after that, but I looked at the charts and I was like. Holy smokes! Everything was hit. Um, hmm. You know, everyone. I mean, I, you know, I, I can imagine that these folks are like, you know, raising money for whiskey holders are raising money for covering their stock market. Hmm. But yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's fascinating. It's really fa- all that stuff is super fascinating. But I think it's difficult to make a strategy off correlation, person. So
0: right, absolutely, yeah. Well, you know, it, it's fun to at least think about these things, but like you say, sometimes it's it's a little bit hard to put put them into practice. Yeah. Now I know that we probably already covered this in our last conversation, but it's been a while. So just just to refresh, and if anything's changed, um, looking at Bitcoin, looking at Ethereum now, uh, how do you see it playing out? Bitcoin or Ethereum?
1: Uh, the, I think the risk reward is in Ethereum right now, um, and, and that's based on the Ethereum Bitcoin chart. It looks like it's finishing a correction. Okay. And so so it, we we kind of look like we're looking at. Um, I mean, I'm watching for a turning point uh, somewhere above 0.055. We're very close, right? So if it doesn't turn it. 0.055. Um, then, then I may be wrong. I have to look at the charts again, but it should get a turning point in that region. So I see the risk to reward. So from a from a from a swing trade, um, I mean, you know, like my long term portfolios, I favor accumulating Bitcoin from a swing trade over the you know the duration of this bull cycle. I prefer Ether in terms of swing yeah. trade. So yeah, it's uh, I a mean, slight preference.
0: Okay. Now, I don't know if I asked you this last time, but I'm sure since all of this stuff has been happening in the last few months, people might be interested to know. Um, how do you generally um, still take care of your Bitcoin? Uh,
1: multi-sig. Like, so, I mean, I have a trading account and I have funds on exchange. Uh, it's gotten smaller and smaller in proportion to my long-term holdings. Um, I mean, I think that as you gain wealth, you tend to be more protective, you know. And so, yeah, yeah Bitcoin it for me is multi-sig. You know, I, I like to not talk about the vendors and all that stuff, but right. yeah, multi-sig, two device, different locations mm-hmm. for the big bulk of it. Um, I have, yeah, I have some tucked away on private wallets that are a little, like I have different tiers, like trading somewhat hot wallets, you know, less hot wallet. And then, you know, full multi-sig, uh, you know, very, it would you know, if I'm traveling or something and got in trouble then you know no one can get it that kind of thing you know mm-hmm. so yeah yeah so different levels of security
0: cool all right and again i know that we're getting a little bit off topic but i i'd also like to get your thoughts gold and silver because you know i'm seeing an interesting setup maybe in in the medals yeah I, know?
1: No, I, yeah i think i mean obviously following that he's got the mm-hmm. charts um they look it looks interesting to me um I, you know i the, there are some people that that don't pay me for advice but like you know friends and family that you know, if they're, you know, I've, you know, I, I tend to, with those folks, give them kind of a large portfolio and I've told people recently favor metals a little bit, favor GDX in your stock accounts versus, um, SPY, you know, um, you know, I, I think I say that cautiously because they, there tend to be widow makers, like a lot of set, a lot of failed setups over the last couple of years, but I've been accumulating GDX. Um, I, I do, and I haven't accumulated actual physical metals lately, but it's on my, my radar. Uh, I think platinum, palladium is re- just really cheap.
2: You know, yeah. and I don't
1: like, I don't think they don't tend to trend very well over time, but they tend to be range trades well, when they're lower in the range. You know, like natural gas is super cheap right now. Like I would right. be thinking about natural gas stocks right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just looking at the chart from a multi-year perspective. It is just really, it's like, it's like, bought, you know, basement pricing on on uh, natural gas.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm yeah. happy yeah. to say that I actually, uh, yeah issued that trade a few weeks ago to my subscribers on natural yeah. gas and doing doing quite well so far.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, and I, I know I'm not a heavy futures trader but like I I sell options on UNG which again is a kind of a crap asset but you know yeah. I, I I use I put, I use option selling to get my price down, my cost down. Yeah. Um you know that's that's my way of trading because I don't the, the futures to me are are tend to be a little bit aggressive for my, my stomach but um but yeah, no I think natural gas and the natural gas stocks are a great deal right now um yeah so i mean i think diversifying um i mean there's some high dividend stuff up out there i mean the problem is we hit a real bump in the economy dividends will drop mm-hmm. but there's a lot of you know we've seen we see stocks down preferred stocks that got 15 percent yields um you know you have to be careful with it um but if the if interest rates start you know coming back those you are going to see a lot of big principal gains in the. i think they need to be traded traded like bond which is a different way of trading mm-hmm. a little bit about bond and yield trading from my MBA and so I do some of those old skills but um but yeah it's uh there's a lot I think there's opportunities out there but yeah I, I mean I think we're going to have headway, head, headwinds in the stock market at least
0: right yeah so I guess your strategy kind of now is let's say geared towards building a portfolio for that bear market to an extent
1: um I do rel- regular so we have this um this service putting out a plug a little bit here but we have this this guy uh, Leo Valencia who has he has a, basically a neural net on SPX options and I trade signals from I derive the signals I mean the signals are given he doesn't actually trade them some of some of us have done some data mining and I've worked off some of that and it basically has a signal once it takes it's like a five day trade in options so there's a lot of shorts so like a lot of short trading right now it's it's and and they've been very profitable so that's my that's a big edge to me it's it's pretty sizable trading being cautious about it and then um and then yeah any any stock that i get some profit in right now i i tend to cut it back mm-hmm. and, and um honestly my mentality around bear markets is how cheap can we go how cheap can i get stuff right it's le- it's le- you know i yeah try to reserve cash i look very close at my personal mm-hmm. cash flow and i don't rush to put it into stocks but if when I get some sales, like I don't mind accumulating, like and in some of it's going to be old world, like Ford Motor Company, everyone's bearish on it because Tesla's taking its lunch. Everyone hates the Ford Lightning, you know. Well, the yeah. chart actually, from a long-term perspective, looks pretty good. I just wanted it a heck of a, lot, heck of a lot cheaper, you know, things like that. So mm-hmm. I do a lot of boring old stuff because I can't I can't have all my money in crypto, right? Like, I've talked about my, you know, my wine and you know I've got metals, I've got wine and whiskey, I've got. I don't know if you know about Masterworks. I use that platform, which is pretty cool. So they, it's What's basically that? buying sh- shares of fine art. like
0: Okay, yeah, I think I've, I've heard about Banksy. that.
1: Yeah, Banksy's on there and uh, some some of our older, uh, Andy Warhol and stuff like that. They've collected a lot of old art pieces. Just the hedge, because, you know, that stuff does that does better in a bear market than stuff. Right,
0: those kind of real assets, yeah, they tend to, yeah. tend to do well. A bit of, bit of wine. A- anything interesting then in the whiskey market right now?
1: Um, I, I have just, uh, it's, you know, it's my best performing asset of 2022. Um, and I, the, I, I there's a, uh, there's an outfit, whiskey invest direct in London. Um, it's just hard to get some right now. Like the market is all bids. There's no, there's hardly any offers and, uh, it's difficult. So, um, there's a, there's a U S um, outfit that I started using, uh, vino vest. They just. Okay. They're 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 getting into American whiskey and American whiskey hasn't tended to have an investment market, but they're learning from the Scots and the in the in the yeah. Brits and and trying to create an investment market there. And they just had an exit, um, they had an exit of a bunch of casts in six months, thirty percent return. Um, I was not in that exit, but um, but yeah. So there's there's stuff there. I'm just still like I, I it's just uh, w- the stuff that I was investing 2022. I can't get anymore, which. You know, that just says, that says a little bit like a lopsided market, right? The prices will probably come down, right? When it's like that, eventually the supply will pick up and the prices will come down.
0: Sounds like the money now is in in making the whiskey, right? We should open our distillery perhaps.
1: Yep, And bottling it and labeling it, you know, make a whiskey brand. I don't know, but uh, (laughs) yeah, I mean, but it's fun. I mean, you know, there's opportunities to, to learn, you know, about finer, finer liquids and drinking something too. So I've collected some nice wines, you know, for myself, just for, Consuming too, so it's just been fun, kind of learning about these things. I, I was never really a wine person, and I've been learning a little bit. Um, but yeah, no metals. I mean, that's. I think. I think again, metals is a good place to just get some safety, you mm-hmm. know. Um, uh, and I think Bitcoin, you know, like I mean, if 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 unless the internet goes down, like if we got some banking crises going on, it, when we really get get smoked in terms of the economy, which will happen, it always does. Right. Uh, Bitcoin will be nice to have, right? It'll be nice to be able to transact.
2: With, you know,
1: mm-hmm. banking goes out. So, um, yeah.
0: Right. Absolutely. Definitely, definitely agree on that, on that last point. Anyway, Ryan, uh, it's always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so yeah. much for taking the time to coming on and, you know, uh, just like last time, uh, go ahead, let everyone know where you are, what you're doing and where they can find you.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, again, first, the first I would recommend if you, if you want to just learn about what I do on a you know real detailed basis, Follow me on Twitter at rwilday, R-W-I-L-D-A-Y. Uh, again, the third Saturday, unless I'm traveling, I do a free public webinar. And it's the same one I give to subscribers, paid subscribers every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if that interests you, then you can sign up sign up at L-W-A-V-Trader.net or go to Seeking Alpha and join in the marketplace Crypto Waves. It's basically the same service. You can just have your preference of platform and figure out where you want to do it. And um, you know, again, you can you can try us out, and not high pressure. Um, you know, we've got plenty of subscribers, but um, but yeah, I mean, and and I think pe- first thing people learn is I care about subscribers making money. You know, I I can't manage everyone anyone's portfolio. I can't give them personal advice, but I can teach people the principles of trading and and using analysis appropriately, given that markets are always a bit uncertain.
0: So, absolutely. Well, like I was already said before, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the work you guys do at Other Web Trader, so. Uh, you know, personally I can't I can't recommend your service enough. I think you guys do great work over there. So I encourage anyone listening to to go ahead and check it out. All right. Thank you. All right, well, thanks again, Ryan. And you know, hope to do this again in a few months when Bitcoin's around sixty K and uh
1: Yeah. It's uh... fifty, let's talk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, awesome. I'll set a I'll set an alert on my phone. All
1: right. Talk to you then.
0: Right. Take care, Ryan. Bye bye. Thank you once again for listening to this conversation with Ryan Woolday. If you're still around, I take it that you enjoyed it. So I'd like to once again remind you that you have the option to receive more of my content if you subscribe on Spotify. I do a weekly weekend video where I cover everything that's happened throughout the week, giving actionable investment ideas, covering the macro, looking at charts, and I put those out every weekend. You can subscribe directly on Spotify. Alternatively, you can also follow me on Substack. There's plenty of free content there, and for subscribers, there are also available the same weekly videos that i just mentioned and also weekly macro newsletter so around tuesday wednesday i also put out a macro newsletter where i write about everything that has happened and again you know investment ideas technical analysis and all that good stuff so you can go ahead and check out my Substack on the description and that's all thank you very much